Hi, I'm Chris Klink, and you're listening to my Writing Table Podcast. Today's guest is Barbara Lynn Probst. Barbara Lynn Probst is a writer, researcher, clinician, and serious amateur pianist living on a historic dirt road in New York's Hudson Valley. Her novels tell of the search for authenticity, wholeness, and connection. In her novels, art helps the protagonist to become more fully herself. Barbara also holds a Ph.D. in clinical social work and is a frequent guest essayist on major online sites for fiction writers. Barbara is the author of Queen of the Owls and The Sound Between the Notes. Queen of the Owls is a finalist for its sixth major award, the Somerset Award for Literary and Contemporary Fiction. Welcome, Barbara. I'm delighted to be here. Barbara, you have had a multitude of careers before you became a novelist. Of note, you were a clinician and a researcher, and you wrote extensively in the nonfiction world. Mm-hmm. How did you find your way over to the dark side of fiction? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually finding my way home because I wrote my first novel when I was seven years old. And I wrote a lot when I was young, including, you know, that terrible novel that we all write when we're in our early 20s. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually wrote it twice. I wrote it again <laughs> when I was 30. It was so bad. So for whatever reason, I ended up writing a lot of nonfiction. I was writing articles. I actually published two nonfiction books and a lot of scholarly stuff. And then at a certain point, because what I do is I never do the same thing for more than about seven years. So I got this impulse. I don't know. Something just said, it's time to go back to fiction. So really, it was a return to the first kind of writing. Tell us about your debut, Queen of the Elves. Well, you know, I was one of the group who was debuting just when the country was shutting down with COVID. So it was really an incredible time of having to just pivot. You know, I'll just give you one example that I had arranged my dream event. I was going to be live at an all ranch, all Santa Fe thing at Ghost Ranch. Oh my gosh. Which was where O'Keefe lived and worked. Yes, yes. My dream event. And this was going to be Earth Day a year ago. And so like two weeks before, I'm like, this isn't going to happen. And I thought it was better for me to make the call. And I wrote to them and I said, we can't do this. I stayed in touch with the people who are the best people on Earth. They're just wonderful. And ended up doing a special virtual event on O'Keefe's birthday in November. Oh, like 500 people. Oh. So it was like, you have to let it go. It's not going to be the way you thought. But other wonderful things can happen in their own time. I had a lot of fun. My debut was great. I got a lot of great coverage. Queen of the Owls won or was a finalist, shortlisted for six different awards. So it, oh, congratulations. It, it, thank you. It was really great. You know, how did you become interested in writing about Georgia O'Keeffe? Didn't know I was that interested in her until I started learning about her. I had seen reproductions of some of her paintings, in particular Black Iris, that had a very strong effect on me. And I put a scene about that in the novel that will never see the light. But the scene stuck with me. And it was just something about this idea of this woman seeing this painting and feeling called to a hidden, buried sensuality, femaleness, just haunted me. And so I got this idea and I started researching O'Keefe. And here's one of the many woo-woo things that happened to me. (laughs) So so I had never heard about O'Keefe's Hawaii paintings. And I don't remember how I first learned that she had done a group of paintings in in Hawaii. So I thought, well, this is interesting. So I Googled Georgia O'Keefe Hawaii. Come to find out that for the first time in 80 years, those Hawaii paintings were going to be shown together in two 
weeks, 20 minutes from where I live. It's like, this is meant to be. So I started learning a lot. I had the general idea about the story about a woman who has always been a brain and she had to embrace her beauty, her body. So I had this general idea, but I didn't know how much it would be imbued by Georgia O'Keeffe until I started researching her. And the more I learned about her, the more the story just unfolded organically. So you wrote this fabulous book, Queen of the Owls. Mm -hmm. What happened after that? Well, you know, with a bad novel that I mentioned, (laughs) (laughs) I had done what we all do is sent it out to about 40 zillion agents and got all those, oh, this sounds great. Send me your full. And then, well, it's not quite a fit. You know, didn't connect with the character. I know, I know. So, (laughs) so. I did not want to put myself through that again. No, I'm just going straight to she writes. I'm not going to do that. I'm a sort of person who will just do something when I get my mind set on it. I'll just just do it. I just go for it. And I was so glad I did. Sound Between the Notes came out the same day as my debut, both from Spark. And I have heard so much about this and I have seen it all over. But I'd like you to tell us a little bit about it and also how it relates to Queen of the Owls. So if Queen of the Owls was framed by art and photography, really both, as a vehicle for a woman who really wants to be seen, she feels that her husband doesn't see her, that she doesn't reveal herself. So using this frame of the visual arts, the sound between the notes uses the frame of music. It would be too simplistic to say that she wants to be heard, but it is a woman who has stifled her artistic expression. She put it on hold. She's an adoptee. And when her son was born, she swore she would put him first in the way that she felt her birth mother had not put her first. So she kept her career small, local, you know. So her voice got small. Her music got small. And so she's given an unexpected chance at the career that she thought she had given up forever. So it's a story of a woman fulfilling her artistic passion, but not at the expense of her family. And also she's struggling with where does she belong in this world? She has to journey to find her birth family and heal all of that sense of identity. And where did I come from? And where do I fit in? So anyway, it's framed around music. So what I think the two books have in common is a woman's journey toward wholeness framed by art. Can we expect to read more in this theme? Oh, well, I have a third book. It's well underway and you heard it here. (laughs) It's good. Listen up. Uh, around glass blowing, I felt like I still had more to mine, to excavate about this thing about how art can help to teach us and help to be a sort of catalyst for something that we need that we haven't been able to fulfill. The sound between the notes, what's kind of neat about it is I actually wrote it before Queen of the Owls, but I didn't feel it was right. And it was only when I was busy editing Queen of the Owls, I studied piano. So I had gone to an intense workshop and long story short is that I understood that these instructors were so full of joy and generosity and love. And my protagonist, she was like prickly and bitter. You can't can't make music if you got a chip on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I saw through the piano what was wrong with her. And my own music deepened. And it wasn't until I became a better musician that I could make that book what it needed to be. I'm really proud of it. It was right to wait. You mentioned playing piano. Is that an outlet for you? Is that someplace where your writing ideas can kind of simmer? What I think it does for me is it's a way to be completely attentive. You can't think about anything else. You can't think about writing. You have to listen. You're 
And, but it's not about words. It has nothing to do with words. So as a writer, to do something artistic that's not words is so rejuvenating. So for me, when I get my ideas, it's usually when I'm walking or in the shower or something very repetitious with the body. But the piano is very different. And I'm a student. I'm not composing. I'm trying to understand what the composer has left for me. Fiction is a combination of your intuitive brain, your emotional instinctive brain, whatever you want to call it. And your intellectual brain, which knows how to create nice sentences and not use the word just in every sentence and all that. Guilty. (laughs) And all that stuff. So it's like the two brains have to be able to communicate. And for that, something has to be kind of loose and relaxed. And I love that process. You know, you have to have like a good plot and all that stuff. But the heart, the humanity and the light in the characters doesn't come from your mental brain. Mm-hmm. Nope. It comes from your heart. Yeah. It's just for example, with Queen of the Owls, I mean, I had gone through my own experience of being, I called it the admired but not desired wife of a former husband, needless to say. And it was very painful. And I had to go back and re-experience it. Hard as that is, vulnerable as that is, even though you say, oh, I'm beyond that, which I was, but you have to go back there in order to write it authentically, re-embodied in a fictitious set of events, a fictitious protagonist, right? You can't play it safe. With Susanna in The Sound Between the Notes, her yearning is she wants to be picked. She wants to be chosen. She's afraid of being not good enough, being rejected. Now, we've all experienced that. Mm -hmm. But I had to go back and access the place in me that knows what that feels like. And going back and processing that again, what looked different the second time around? Processing it for the sake of the writing? Yes. You feel it, but you just kind of let it find its way onto the page instead of stewing in it or something. I don't think one can write fiction as personal catharsis. You're too close to it. So what is the sound between the notes? Well, it's very interesting. Mozart is very famous for saying that the music is not in the notes. It's in the silence between the notes. There's also a quote from Maya Angelou when she was feeling lonely and depressed. She curled up in the space between the notes. Music was her refuge. So those two quotes inspired me. And I like titles that have a kind of a mystery to them and whatever it means to you. The one thing I would say is that what Susanna learns is that the music is more than the sum of its notes, right? And teacher says, the notes are just a pathway to the music. They're not the music. How to listen for all the things that we don't listen for initially because we don't think they are what matters. It's a very deep metaphor. I would love for it to just keep unfolding in the reader. Yeah. The book is framed around this sonata that Schubert wrote when he knew he was dying. He died at 32 of syphilis, having written masses of exquisite music. So anyway, and so it starts with her audition and it ends with her true concert, I'm going to say, which is not exactly what you might think. I'd heard this sonata many times. I actually made myself the goal to learn the second movement, which I did. But then I realized that what Schubert puts at the end of this sonata is an entire measure of silence. There's a measure written with four beats of rest. So he wrote in that the pianist has to end the piece, stay at the piano, stay at the keyboard with silence. So in Queen of the Owls, the protagonist is an academic writing her dissertation on O'Keeffe's Hawaii paintings. And she realizes that she can't understand that O'Keeffe with her head. And 
So two, there's two things that happen. One is she meets this charismatic photographer who tells her, you'll never understand O'Keefe. You have to do what she did. You have to pose nude like she did. We're gonna, I'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah. It happened that I had an opportunity to go to Hawaii. So when O'Keefe was in Hawaii, it was a time when her art was stuck. She was repeating herself. Her marriage was on the rocks. She was probably just starting menopause, realizing that she wasn't going to have a child, what she wanted, etc. It was a real moment in her life. She went there. She came back. She bought her first house in New Mexico. So something happened in Hawaii. Okay, so I go to Hawaii. And when I feel there, so the heat in New Mexico is dry and, and light, the heat in Hawaii is heavy and wet, and it stays on your skin. And I thought, I, as the writer, understood through my own body, maybe what O'Keefe experienced. Mm-hmm. It's never been written about. My protagonist got, wrote about it. And whether if I'm, it doesn't matter if I'm wrong, because it's fiction. It's fiction, <laughs> so, that's right. So, so this thing of having to embody like with Sound Between the Notes, I had to play that piece. I couldn't play the whole piece. It's too hard for me. But part of it, I had to play it. So you have to throw yourself. And then again, that gets the mind, conceptualizes it. But not out of nothing, out of experience. Both Queen of the Owls and The Sound Between the Notes, would the stories have been as powerful had you not gone to Hawaii or learned the piece? Yeah, I don't think so. How have your relationships with other authors contributed toward your work? Well, I am kind of, you know, it's weird. I'm a combination of very extroverted and a real loner, um, <laughs> and which I think is true of a lot of writers. Because of COVID, I was fortunate to be part of several really wonderful online support groups. There was the 2020 debut authors and the She Writes community. I'm also part of Women's Fiction Writers Association. So it was a great place to get practical help to maybe dump a little bit about, you know, work through stuff. And I think those kinds of connections are are really, really important. And I've had some amazing mentoring. All you have to be is just one step ahead of that person on the road and you can help, you know. So I think it's really important. You don't write for yourself alone. You write to reach people, just like Susanna in The Sound Between the Notes. She talks about how when you play for an audience, something is returned the sound is richer. It's not just for you. And so it's like that for writing, that you really want to know that you've given something meaningful to somebody else. And there's no better feeling than, than hearing from a reader. And, you know, you had mentioned that I had written nonfiction. Well, I, I wrote a book in, gosh, 2008 for parents of out-of-the-box kids. And for years and years, I would get emails from people, you know, you You saved our family, people I'll never meet. And, you know, that just is what makes it all worthwhile. And so this is, and, and, you know, I get, uh, I've gotten emails from my novels. One story I can tell you, this was the most amazing story in Queen of the Owls. So the protagonist, Elizabeth, goes through these things of, you know, with her body. And we talk, there's a lot in there about O'Keefe posing nude and talking about her breasts and all this stuff. So somebody wrote to me. She read the book and then she said she was always very uncomfortable with anything to do with female nudity, but she knew that she was supposed to do a breast self-exam and she hadn't done it in a year. She did because of my book and found the lump, got treatment early enough. She's fine. So I tell this story because you never know what impact your book is going to have on someone. So here are these pages about O'Keefe talking about, about her breasts 
It was not, by the way, the book is not in the least bit pornographic or gratuitous. Right, right, right. There's no, there's no sex in it. It's just right. about O'Keefe owning her body and that this woman, it literally saved her life. So it humbles you as a writer to just get your work out there and, and you mm-hmm. just never know. Uh, what an awesome story. Thank you. I mean, it's been fascinating. Well, thank you for, for making time. To learn more, visit barbaralynprobst.com. Music by Pavel Yudin and photography by Casey Meineke. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button and consider leaving a review.